welcome back to Introvert Rants, the only podcast where you get to listen to a shy person go on and on about any and everything. I'm your host, Ashley Gray, and this week has been particularly trying for me. Of course, it's been trying for all of us for probably the last nine to 12 weeks. And when I say all of us, I'm talking about like America, basically. But this week has been particularly trying. So I have some things I want to share with you that have been in my head and on my heart. For this week's episode, for the observation deck, I'm going to talk about daddy issues. Of course, just have Father's Day, daddy issues is appropriate. And for the main topic, I'm going to talk about the freedom to heal and how we all need to extend that to each other right now. I think that's very important. And last but not least, for today's rant, not really going to be a rant, more so an announcement about some exciting things I have going on as far as introvert rants. So stick around and let's get into the observation deck. So today's observation deck will be about daddy issues, as I stated earlier in the episode. Um, And like I said, uh, it was a particularly rough week for me the week of Father's Day tends to be a rough week for me because, of course, I have daddy issues. You know, A lot of us do. Um, but today I want to talk about mine. And I want to talk about my daddy issues from the perspective of be- me being an introvert because I think that's an especially important part of my particular issues. Um, I want to start off by talking about um, <clears throat> how me being an introvert affects my particular situation when it comes to having daddy issues. Um, I think being having emotional scars and being an introvert, I think it's harder to process them than it is, you know, if you're an extrovert. And probably not for the reason you think. You probably automatically think, well, yeah, extroverts are out there crying and throwing tears all over the place and introverts are sitting quietly. Um, And it's not so much that as much as it is, and this is, you know, all my opinion, but as an introvert, in my experience, you tend to get pigeonholed by extroverts who, you know, for them, they're emotional, you know, they're very expressive. And to, to them, when they see you, they may see you as stoic or, you know, they may perceive you to be unemotional. And so they pigeonhole you into this you know, mold or this character. And if you're not careful as an introvert, you will accept this as your own personal truth and even maybe feel uncomfortable with expressing emotion because you have been pigeonholed or told for so long by so many that you are this particular way. And in my case, that's what happened. And so after, you know, a while of just always having this wall up and not feeling comfortable to express myself because it was other people's expectation that I didn't, I realized that I had even shut my own self off from my own emotions. And so for a long time, when Father's Day would come, I would, you know, think about who my father hadn't been to me and all the things he had done wrong, as opposed to 
considering how I felt, you know, it's thoughts as opposed to feelings because those are two completely separate things. Um, and so, like I said, Father's Day week is usually a very rough week for me because it, there's like this whole whirlwind of emotions that's going on inside. Nobody sees it. And the only thing that I'm thinking about as a result of all these emotions being bottled up and unexpressed is all these negative things for the entire week. And it's a rough week. Uh, well, this week was rough as they usually are, but I experienced something different this week. Um, I go to therapy and it's something that I am not ashamed to say and not ashamed to share with you all because it's a great thing best decision I ever made to go to therapy and I hope that somebody hears what I'm saying and decides to do it themselves. It has helped me so much with, especially as an introvert, with accessing my feelings and being open and honest about them, not just to other people, but also to myself. Like I said, you know, you get used to being stoic or, you know, just not expressing yourself even to yourself. And so because of therapy, yay, I have actually been more in tune with my feelings and I've been very careful to share with myself <laughs> and my husband you know and people that are very very close to me how I actually feel and so this year on Father's Day I actually shared with my husband not what I thought about all the hurt but how I felt how I felt in that moment I allowed myself to be vulnerable to myself first and to him and I it was I, I had a few rough moments you know some tears were shed but I must say that after all was said and done and when I say all was said and done after I truly expressed myself and was honest about not about what had been done to me but about the pain I felt as a result I finally felt free and I don't know, you know, about you, my friends, my listeners, you know, if, if you've, you know, ever held on to a thing for a long time. But I know for me, I've been searching for that freedom for a very, very long time and didn't understand how to get it because I thought the key to freedom from, you know, emotional pain and scars was to intellectualize it, you know, to, to analyze it, to reason with it so that you could accept what had happened when in actuality all I needed to do was just feel my feelings allow myself to feel my feelings because once you feel them they can pass and they did and so it was like I said it was a rough week but it was a positive week as well because I experienced something that I've never experienced where my dad is concerned and that is emotional freedom see new concept emotional freedom and so I want to today share my experience with healing and to let all you other introverts out there who are suffering from emotional pain maybe in silence know that I hold space for you and I hope that you find your way to healing and that is this episode's observation deck.
For today's main topic, I want to talk about the freedom to heal. And I'll start off by first explaining to you that right now, I look at the situation America finds itself in, in the way of race relations, as a toxic, a long-term toxic relationship that has come to a crossroads. And it's now time to make a decision about which direction this relationship will go. Um, when I look at, you know, black and white America um, over the past 400 some odd years, it really is as if we've been in a toxic relationship. There's clearly someone who's, well, someone, but some group that's controlling, you know, uh, controlling, come on, come with me, controlling. And then there's the group that's been forced to be subservient, um, which is unhealthy. Um, uh, imbalance of power is never a good thing in a relationship. And so you have that going on. And this has been going on for a long time. And so it's, it's unhealthy, but it's the norm. And, you know, there have been moments where, you know, Black people have, you know, fought and made some noise and been afforded rights, you know, the right to vote, the right to sit at, you know, counters at restaurants and eat if they choose to, the right to walk into a front door, you know, things like that. We've been afforded those rights. And so um, it's as if, you know, an abusive relationship where, you know, the man and, you know, please don't get offended by me saying the man is beating the woman. It's just the way things normally go. It's not me as society. Look at the statistics. But, you know, the man is abusive towards the woman. And it's clearly an unhealthy relationship. But over the course of a, well, let's say, 25-year relationship, the man will let the woman get a license, go to work, you know, do little things like that. But don't do too much because the basis of this relationship is still... I'm in control and you do what I say. And that's kind of what the relationship has been between, you know, white America and black America for forever since we got here, basically. And what I see happening right now is black America doesn't like not just that we don't have certain rights. It's not just, you know, we want to vote this time. It's not just we want to be able to go to the same schools. Black America is saying, I am tired of this relationship as it stands. I want a complete overhaul of the dynamic of this relationship. And white America, or, you know, imagine in an abusive relationship where the man has been, you know, beaten and controlling this woman for all these years. The woman says, you know what? No, no, no. I know I get to go to work but you still take most of my check and just give me an allowance. I know I get to drive, but you have GPS tracker on my car. No, I want this to become an equal partnership. I'm tired of the way this is going and I want, I want my due. I want this to be fair. I'm done with things as they are. And in the mind of this woman, as in, as is in the mind of black America, this is absolutely right. You, I've been taking the short end of the stick for all this time and it's wrong. You need to do better. For white America or for this abusive man, it's like, 
a jolt, you know, a slap in the face. Wait a minute. All these years, this has been okay. So what are you talking about? Why do we need to change? This is perfectly comfortable for me, right? You get where I'm saying what I'm saying and where I'm going? This is this is a hard pill for, for white America to swallow. But unlike in past times when I've seen where the majority of white America was like, you know, calm down, quit your belly aching. I see a shift. I see white people who are truly at a point where they now, their eyes have been opened. I don't know if it was that video of George Floyd laying on that ground being murdered. I'm not sure what it was, but something has awakened in white America to where all of a sudden they see. They see that, you know what, this isn't right. And it's not just the voting rights and, you know, little things like that. There's a problem with the basis of this relationship, and we do want to make it right. I see that with a lot of white people. Of course, there are still others who are, you know, reluctant or even resistant to change. But for the most part, I see a lot of white people who are willing to take a look at this situation from a new vantage point and and look at ways that things can change you know to to like i said change the basis of this relationship and it's you know when you think about in an abusive relationship where this man has been beating this woman for all these years and controlling her and she says you know i'm done i want a partnership it's like this man has finally seen the light. A bell has gone off in his head. And he says, you know what? You're right. I have been doing you wrong all this time and I want to change. Okay, so tell me how. Now, I want to ask you if this woman, or rather I want to say, <laughs> if this woman turns you know, to this man and says, okay, First, we're going to start by I'm going to sit down with you and I'm going to explain to you all the things that you have done wrong, not to make you feel bad, but to make it clear to you what the problems are. That's helpful. That's uh, she's decided to lay her pain down for a moment and, you know, still deal with it at some point. But right now it's about fixing the problem, I, you know he's clearly engaged in fixing it so let's let's get to work on it now i want to be honest this woman would also be well within her right is if she said you know what you've hurt me too bad you know and since you are turned around and you are listening to me now i'm about to rail you for all the things you've ever done to me i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna make you listen to it and i want you to feel and understand every ounce of pain that I've experienced for the last 25 years. She would not be wrong for doing either of these things, but I do have to ask which is more, most constructive. And that's the situation I see black America in right now. A lot of white people have turned their ear and they're ready to listen, they're ready to grow, they're ready to you know, hear what black people have to say um, from an instruction or an instructive standpoint, you know, like, you know, what can I do? How can I, you know, help to improve this situation? And what I see, you know, just on social media is a lot of, you know, a lot of black people are hurt and rightfully so. And they're like, no, 
I don't owe you an explanation for what you did. Read a book. <laughs> I've seen a lot of that. Read a book. I don't have to explain to you. And I want to say to my black brothers and sisters, you are absolutely right. You don't have to explain what's been done wrong. But I also want to ask of you to be mindful of the fact that this is a turning point. This is a moment of, I don't know if you even call it reconciliation, but I'll just call it of growth because we're not, reconciliation would imply that we're, going, we're, we're fixing something that was once in a good place and that's just not the case. You know, we've, we've never, black and white America have never been in a good place but they've been in a manageable place before. But this is a moment of growth and it's an opportunity for everybody to come together for the purpose of improving the relationship. And so I would ask, like I said, my black brothers and sisters to just be mindful. Uh, when a white person comes to you and they're sincerely seeking to grow and to learn and to you know become better and they're asking you questions about your culture or about you know how you feel about a particular thing please don't be dismissive take it upon yourself and I, I know I have heard multiple times in the media you know and just from other people black people I know you know it's not my responsibility to be an ambassador for my race and I want to say it you are absolutely correct it's not your responsibility but right now is a special it's a special situation and a special opportunity to be an ambassador we we have the ear of white america so let's use it let's use it and let's educate them as much as we can let's share with them let's share books with them but let's not turn them away and tell them to read a book <laughs> how about that and so what i'm asking is that it seems like things are finally at a point where they're about to change as far as, you know, black America and white America's relationship is concerned. And so let's allow ourselves and our white counterparts the freedom for us all to heal this divide, this ugly stain, this ugly sore, whatever you choose to call it, call racism. Let's allow each other the freedom to heal it together. And that is what I have to say today, for the main topic at least. Let's allow each other the freedom to heal together. All right, so I told you guys that today's rant wouldn't exactly be a rant, but rather an opportunity for me to share some exciting news with you guys. So, without further ado, I want to, I don't know if I say introduce, but tell you guys about the Facebook group Introvert Rants. Yes, that is correct. There is now a Facebook group called Introvert Rants. Created it. Uh, just very recently and what I want to do is grow a community of introverts and allow us the opportunity to share our opinions um, in my experience introverts are some of the most interesting and brilliant people on the planet um, 
we probably because we watch a lot we observe a lot and we we know a lot more than we let on and so our opinions a lot of the times are more well-rounded just more interesting to hear and more shocking because we don't be talking all the time so please go to facebook and join the group introvert rants i would love to have you there love to hear your opinions and maybe you can suggest them some show topics you know leave a comment about something you heard on the podcast or who knows maybe you'll be my next guest are my first guess. <laughs> anyway, um, go ahead, head over to Facebook, find the group Introvert Rants, and join. I would love to see your face. So until next time, Introvert, out.